Welcome to In-Depth, an in-depth look at the interesting, educational, and timely topics affecting you right here in South Central Iowa and beyond. The one to count on for today's local news coverage is KNIA and KRLS. Now with today's In-Depth, here's Dr. Bob Leonard. The Christian Opportunity Center has a number of special programs it's offering in our communities, and the first is tonight. Let's go in-depth with Amy Zook, Corbin Mears, Casey Bean, and Christina Edsel with the COC. Well, Amy, you've got some interesting programs that you really want to highlight to the community. Can you well, give us a sort of an overview real quick? Sure, sure. Well, we are Christian Opportunity Center, and we offer supports and services to individuals with disabilities in Marion, Mahaska, Warren, Polk um, counties in um, central Iowa. So our residential services, we have individuals that live with us, and we just offer them support to help them live their lives. We have vocational programs with our life skills, dehabilitation program, and then we also have community-based employment program where we help individuals find employment throughout the area. So these are all great things that we do, and we're really trying to find a way that we can tell younger people about and younger um, families about what we do who may need our services in the future. So we've come up with the Beyond the um, Classroom series that we're hoping that we can introduce to those parents who have children in middle school and high school that are in special education programs that may need adult services at some time. So that's what we have coming up soon. So middle school I mean, that's really early, and I sus to get this information out about adult services, and I suspect you have a really good reason why you want that information out. Yes. Um, at the end of the school year, um, I usually um, field a few phone calls from parents who suddenly realize that they don't know what their child is going to be doing for the summer and onto the incoming years um, because they won't have, they'll no longer have that school support. And the process of receiving adult services and getting someone um, enrolled in adults in adult services is a lengthy one. Um, you need a funding support or a funding source, and for that, um, we call it. Um, we say they need the waiver. Um, there's several different waivers out through Medicaid. Um, the intellectual disability waiver is the one that COC primarily um, receives, um, and those are. Um, the wait list for that is currently three to five years. So it's quite a, a bit of time and um, to get your name on that list and then for an, a slot to open up for someone to start receiving that. Um, and in that, um, so the waiver is what pays COC to be able to provide the staffing for those, those activities and those supports, so residentially, um, in our life skills day have program or in our community-based employment. Okay, so if a parent is coming to you toward the end of the school year asking for help during the summer, let's say that their kids, you know, about to graduate, mm -hmm. it's too late. Is, is. that right? Yes. Um, I the first place I always um, refer them is to the county public health office because. There may be some county programs that are available that can um, be a, a stopgap, and sometimes the county is able to um, provide supports um, for certain programs 
um, but that's pretty limited. Our counties don't have um, unlimited budget, so so they have to you know be very conscious of of how much they have to to fund things. Um, and then there are other things for our CBE um, community-based employment, like IVRS, Iowa Vogue Rehab, and so they may be able to get something started there a little bit more quickly. But overall, for long-term services, you're looking at needing a, a waiver source for funding. And so in that, um, you need Medicaid, you need a case manager, and so you need to get that process going so that you can get on the list. More in-depth after this. I continued my conversation with Amy Zook, Corbin Mears, Casey Bean, and Christina Edsel with the COC. You said what waiver? The intellectual disability or ID waiver. Okay, and so the, the parents know this, just because I don't know it. No. Um, some, some parents do, some parents don't. It just depends on how um, proactive they are, what resources that they've been put in touch with, um, who, who's been able to help guide them in the process. Um, our, we, we've been trying to um, talk to the schools, the special education teachers, so that um, those that information is getting out there. Um, the AEA is trying to, um, tries to ex reach out to parents. Um, some parents um, aren't ready to think about their child. I, I don't want to think about my 10-year-old as an 18-year-old or as even a 15-year-old. I don't want to have to prepare that far in advance. It's scary, but at the same time, um, in order for them to be equipped and ready for that next stage of life, they need to start much earlier. Okay, so anybody with a kid in middle school or beyond, mm -hmm. what's the first step they need to do? contact their county public health office okay. so that they can get a referral made um, to um, for Medicaid supports um, for the waiver. Okay, so over the summer you want, I think we've, I think that was really important. And I think that all that what you do is important. I wanna make sure we have enough time for some of the other services that you mm -hmm. wanna to get to. Thank you. What else are you going to be teaching people about this summer? We have the life skills program, and that is our day dayhab or day habilitation um, services. So what we do there is we integrate out into the community and learn teach them social skills, along with like budgeting, time management. We go to different places in our community and then outside of the community. So we go to um, like here in Knoxville, we go to the Sprint Car Museum. Um, the Grand Theater has opened up for us to include Pella, Oski, and Indianola all to come here for a movie. Um, Indianola, we have like the Bloom Museum. We go to Pella, Oski. Um, we all even get together quarterly and do what we call like a regional life skills retreat where we just all kind of come together and just kind of hang out and have a good time. Um, in the buildings, we do um, activities like games and crafts, cooking time management, um, again, social skills, like 
teaching boundaries and coping skills. That's the life skills. The CBE, which is our community-based employment, we help individuals start by applying for jobs and then obtaining a job. So we start from the very beginning and we're there through the whole process. So like they're interviewing, um, the paperwork when they first get hired, we're there like when they get the job, we're there checking in with them, making sure if there's anything that they need and if there's any communication between the employer and them. Well, you, I suspect you have to train the employer too, don't you? We do, depending on the individual. We do have to train, like, how to communicate with them. Like, if the individual has a certain way to communicate, how to communicate with them or what not to do sometimes with them, like on boundaries or things like, oh, I have one individual that does like to cross boundaries, so the way you approach him can help with the employer, like teaching the employer how to approach the person. Well, and they might be a great employee, mm -hmm. but they have some you know some specific kinds of ways that they need to be engaged mm -hmm. and in some ways all of us are a little bit like that oh, yeah. yeah okay mm -hmm. more in depth after this conversation with Amy Zook, Corbin Mears, Casey Bean, and Christina Edsel with the COC. And so what else do you have? So from the residential side, I think what I'd like people to know is that a lot of our houses in the community are a part of the community. That you would probably drive by them every single day and it just looks like another house within the community. That way it helps us to where a lot of our supported don't feel like there's somebody different and they can feel a part of the community. Within that, we like to say that we support the individuals, but we don't force them or teach them to do anything that they don't already want to do themselves. That we kind of open them up, give them an opportunity to live the life that they want. And then some of the services that we provide can be some financial stuff as like their payee or transportation to their jobs or to doctor's appointments and stuff like that. And then as well as just other daily tasks with cleaning up and some chores and stuff like that within the house. Okay, and so as members of our communities, they're part of our family, they're our friends, if not they're our, our friends' kids or all kinds of people, they're in, our, they're in our community, they're a valuable part of our community, and so they're just neighbors. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's yeah. ideal. That's, that's the what goal. we're shooting for, yeah. right? Yeah, that is 100% what CSC is all about, and trying to make that, the people we support just feel at home in their community, where they choose to live, where they want to worship, where they want to work, you know, we just want them to live the life that they choose to live, and we're just here to support them in doing that. This has been a major revolution over my lifetime. I mean, it has. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing how much we've progressed to integrating rather than isolating mm -hmm. these members of our mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really that long ago, I mean, that that was the case. I mean, the individuals with disabilities were really isolated. You know, they were not able to go to school, public schools. You know, that was less or just a little over 50 years ago that that was 
case. So we have come leaps and bounds, you know, in the advancement of lives for people with disabilities. But, you know, I think there's a lot more that we need to do and a lot more education that we need to get out to the communities. Well, and the COC has mm -hmm. been a leader in all of this from the beginning of yeah. the foundation of it. I 100% I agree with that. They, um, COC has always, I feel, been really innovative in you know the way that they approach their programming and their supports. And this, I think this beyond the classroom is one of the ways that we're able to do that. We, you know, we're inviting the community to see you know, what is available for children that have special education, you know, needs and really want to continue to thrive in the communities, you know, this will help them to do that. Well, and by them thriving, we're all thriving. Exactly. Now you've got some dates, it's a ways out, but yeah. we need to get these dates on people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one, um, which will be with Chrissy, and it will be our admissions coordinator, and that will be June 14th. And do you want to give a little quick, um, what we'll go over that night? Well, we'll just talk a little bit about um, transitioning to adult services and some of the things that parents need to know about that transition, about starting it as soon as, as you can, um, as early as you can, about some of the things to think about. I mean, applying for Social Security, applying for waivers. Um, do you need to think about guardianship? Do you need to think about payship for your loved one? Um, if, if you're preparing your will and your, your loved one is on a Social Security or Medicare, um, uh, if they're receiving that, then you have to be careful about any sort of estate that you leave them or, or money that you leave them. And so um, planning for that, having a special trust set up for, for your loved ones in that case. So there's just a lot of things to think about when you're thinking about um, your, your loved one with special needs as an adult. And so where at, what time is this at? This will be June 14th at six o'clock and we'll be here at our COC admin office on the square, which is 111 South 3rd. What else? And then on July 12th, we will be um, working on our life skills program. And we will actually be inviting people from the community in to talk with our life skills programs and how it's going. So what we'll do that day or? Yeah, we'll do um, kind of give a tour of the building so that they can see like where they would go and talk about what their daily um, things that they choose because it's all about their choice and what activities they do for the day and possibly lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, that's always a plus. <laughs> and so where and what time? That will be at noon at our Life Skills building, which I believe the address is 123 South 3rd Street. Yes, yes. They're on the square. And that's July 2nd. In or Knoxville. I'm sorry, sorry July, July 12th. 12th. July 12th, sorry. In Knoxville. In Knoxville, yep. And then on July 26th, we will um, work with our community-based employment program. So that is... Um, that will be here at our um, COC admin, admin office on the square in Knoxville. And we have invited um, one of our IVRS counselors that I work closely with that's going to come in and talk about IVRS. And then one of my job coaches will be here to talk about what they do on a daily basis. And then in August, which we haven't really gotten this date set in stone yet, but we will be visiting one of our residential homes here in Knoxville. So Yeah, and we're hoping to have that as more of like an open house, give families the opportunity to come in and see what the house looks like that 
the supported that we currently have live in. And I know that a lot of people in the area where COC works are deeply appreciative of what you do, but and that some of them, if, if it's possible, they can help and invest in COC. Yeah, and we're always looking for ways that we can get the community involved, whether it's you know, volunteering is huge. You know, if we had individuals in the community that, you know, have a special interest in maybe like walking, tennis, pickleball, something like that, chances are we probably have a person supported that has the same interests. And so to be able to get them in contact with each other and then maybe develop a friendship, things like that, it will always help out. We're always looking for employers, people that would consider you know, hiring a person with a disability, um, just to even hear, hear us out and hear, you know, kind of all the benefits that can come with that piece and um, just ways that we could possibly work together and partner with our vocational program. And um, also just, we're always working to build up our COC Foundation Fund just to help us to continue to offer the supports and services that we do here um, all over Central Iowa. So that is always, we're always truly blessed when someone chooses to give to COC, um, but it really does help us to just give it right back and helps us to allow the people we support to attend camps and trips um, in the summertime, which they might not have been able to. Helps us to thank our staff, you know, which we might not have been able to without the support from the community. And also spiritual retreats are very important to our staff and the people that we support and we are able to offer those yearly for both with the support from the COC Foundation. So, Thanks to Amy Zook, Corbin Mears, Casey Bean, and Christina Edsel for contributing to the program. For KNIA KRLS News, this is Dr. Bob Leonard bringing you today's news and information in depth from our little corner of the universe. An audio copy of today's in-depth program is available at KNIAKRLS.com on demand or for download. Just click podcasts. If you have topics or show ideas you'd like to hear in-depth, contact KNIAKRLS by sending an email to Bob Leonard at KNIAKRLS.com. The one to count on for today's local news and the number one news and information source in South Central Iowa is KNIAKRLS. KRLS.